What's up guys, I'm Ethan Ryan and welcome to Formal Warning. Formal Warning is my new podcast where I'm going to be talking to you guys about everything from movies to hip-hop, pop culture, and my favorite conspiracy theories. So stick around guys, don't go anywhere. I'm Ethan Ryan and this is your Formal Warning. Alright guys, so the first thing I want to talk about here on Formal Warning is a conspiracy theory. I wouldn't really categorize it exactly as a conspiracy theory, but it's a theory nonetheless, and I think it's pretty fucking weird and really cool. So, just listen up and um, let me know what you guys think. You can follow me on my Twitter at, at EthanIsBlank, <laughs> that was weird, or you can catch me on Instagram at ShrekMaster. Speaking about my Instagram handle, ShrekMaster... That's about a tie into what I'm going to talk about, because the first theory we're talking about here is that Donkey in the Shrek series isn't really a donkey after all. He's actually a boy turned into a donkey. Now, I know you're probably thinking, like, what are you saying? Donkey is literally an iconic character. His name is Donkey because he is a donkey. But just listen up. And I promise you, in a couple minutes, this is all going to make sense. Alright, so let's go back to 2001, May 18th to be exact. If you couldn't tell, I am a complete fan of Shrek. Shrek bar mitzvah, Shrek costume every year for Halloween. But you know, we'll get to that later. I don't want to stay off topic. Now, anyway, back in Shrek 1, you'll notice in the second scene of Shrek, right after Shrek chases the villagers off his land, we meet Donkey for the first time at kind of let's call it a fairy tale black market where Farquaad's knights are at a booth and people with their magical creatures and whatnot will come and sell them to the knights and they'll give the money and they'll go away so you see the old lady has donkey and she's talking to donkey while they're in line while Pinocchio is being sold and you can see the three bears in cages fun fact you can actually see the mother three bear The mother three bears. The third bear, who's the mother. The mother of the three bears. As a rug in Farquaad's house where he also gets a boner. But again, we'll get into that later. Anyway, so you can see the old lady with Donkey. And she's going to the knights. And she's saying, oh, he's a talking donkey. You know, he can talk. He's he's not like anything you've ever seen. Like, it's this crazy thing. A talking donkey. And the knight is obviously like, what the hell is this lady on about? But it's weird when you think about this. Because... Looking at all the fairy tale creatures in this scene alone, all of them are talking. The three pigs are talking, the bears are talking, but he seems so surprised when she brings a donkey. So, this is where the uh, theory comes in that donkey is actually a human, and in the Shrek universe, donkeys don't talk. Now, let's go back to the 40s with Pinocchio. So in Pinocchio, the movie, Pinocchio, the character, is sent along with these other little boys to Pleasure Island. Alright, I bet you a lot of Hollywood stars would like to go to Pleasure Island right now, but that's something else. Anyway, so they're sent to Pleasure Island where they can do anything they want without any rules and they can just have the best time. But if they did something bad or I really don't remember because I haven't seen the movie in years, eventually they were turned into donkeys and sent all around the world to different places. They were all split up, they all went to random places, no one knew where they went, no one knew what happened to them. 
Now, if you really think about it, when you're watching the Shrek movies, you can see that all the fairy tale creatures, you know, the three little pigs, the three blind mice, the three bears. What is up with threes in fairy tales? Anyway, they're all talking animals, but the knights were so blown aback when they heard that this woman had a talking donkey, and they offered her a lot of money for it. Ten shillings, I think. Ten shillings, if you can prove it. Something shillings. Anyway, she's trying to give them a talk. She really wants Donkey to talk, but Donkey's just not talking. He's not having it because he knows that they're going to take him. But it's really weird because all these other animals and fairy tale creatures talk, but when he sees a talking donkey claiming to be a talking donkey, they're like, nah, this isn't real. Like, this is fake. Eventually, Donkey begins flying from Tinkerbell's dust and starts talking, and they're freaking out. They're like, oh my god, a talking donkey? Get him right now. And then he runs away, meets Shrek, and the movie really starts. But if you think about it for a second, that's really weird that Donkey could be a boy who was turned into a donkey from Pleasure Island with Pinocchio. Because all the creatures, all the animals, all the things, these fairy tale things in Shrek are all fairy tale creatures. And if you think about it, Puss in Boots is from a fairy tale. Shrek is actually from a fairy tale written by a book written by a book no written by William Stegg as a book but Donkey is seemingly just his own entity but when you look closer like this you might actually realize that Donkey is a fairy tale creature and he was one of the boys from Pleasure Island that got turned into a donkey also in Shrek the third when Merlin sends Shrek Donkey and Puss away on their third adventure well Shrek and Donkey's third Puss's second yeah I'm kind of a Shrek fan <clears throat> you realize well, Puss realizes that he's hawing and braying like a donkey. And Donkey says, oh, you'll learn to control that. That means Donkey has obviously controlled his donkey outbursts and learned how to be a regular talking donkey. So anyway, as a huge Shrek fan, I don't really know if I believe this theory. I think it's really cool and it has a lot of valid points. I love it. Let me know what you guys think, but maybe it is true. Alright guys, so the first game slash segment I'm going to be doing on formal warning is something I made up. It's called Daily Rotation or Foot Laceration. Alright guys, so what Daily Rotation or Foot Laceration is, is me being a huge sneakerhead. I decided to go on StockX and check out some of the most popular shoes on the most popular list and tell you if I would put these in my daily rotation or if I would rather lacerate my foot than to wear these hideous ass fucking shoes. So, the first shoe we're going to be looking at is the biggest shoe release of this week. It's the Jordan 1 Retro High Bread Toes. Now, bread obviously standing for black and red. I have a pair of Jordan 1s. My girlfriend for my birthday, she got me the... Jordan 1 High uh, Gatorade collab, the Cyber Edition, so the Lemon Lime variant flavor. <laughs> I absolutely love those. I think they're super comfortable once I get them on. I have a wide foot, so it's really hard to get high shoes on especially, and I couldn't even lace it up the to the top. But once they're on, I think they are really comfortable. They look really sick, so I would definitely put these Jordan 1s in my daily rotation even though it could take me maybe 10 minutes to get both feet in the shoes now we're gonna go down the list and check out the air foam posit one big bang now i 
let's forget about the design for a second, the actual colorway of the shoe, and talk about the shoe itself. I'm not a huge fan of the Air Foam Posits. I think they're super weird. I mean, I'm all for dad shoes. I love uh, Air Maxes. I love Balenciagas. I love the Yeezy Wave Runners. But there's just something about this that isn't really, you know, ideal for me. And the colorway, it looks ugly on this shoe with the black all around and then just this burst of color and shit spots on the shoe. So these Air Foam Pods, it's one big bang colorway. I really think I'm going to put them in foot laceration. Now let's head down the list and check out the Air Max 98 cones. I just got a pair of Air Max 98s again for my girlfriend for my birthday. The Tour Yellows, which I think are amazing. They're so comfy to wear and I love the dad shoes that they're coming back. These are a definite, definite 1 billion percent would be in my daily rotation. I really want these shoes right now. They're definitely on the top 10 of most wanted shoes. Um, I just love the color. They remind me of an ice cream cone which funny it's called cone and I think these are some of the sickest shoes I've ever seen they're so nice and eye-popping and me being the huge color freak I am these are definitely my style alright so now we're gonna look at the Adidas Dame 4 Bape camos Bape is a huge streetwear brand and I just don't like them I think they're overpriced I think they're ugly these shoes literally look like alligator teeth I don't like them they're definitely going in my foot laceration collection there's way too much to look at too much I love color but there's just too much things to take in with the shoe All right, let's look at the Jordan 8 Retro OVOs. These new sneakers just dropped a couple weekends ago for All-Star Weekend along with the Damn Cortezes. And they dropped in two colorways, black and white. I tried to get them through raffles, but unfortunately, I did not. Now, the black ones are, bottom line, ugly as fuck. There's way too many weird color palettes. There's a metallic gold along with a varsity red and just a weird black leathery on kind of like a fence on the top of the shoe. But the whites on the other hand, I really like them. They're white and there's a little bit of blue and you know the little cheetah-esque print on the side. I really like the soles of them. I just think these would be a really good day-to-day -day shoe because I don't know, there's just something about them. They're chunky, but they're not too chunky. I mean, I feel like obviously with OVO being itself, like it's OVO, you know, you see the logo, you see Drake, Drake's everywhere right now. These would be pretty sick to wear for that alone, but even putting aside the OVO collaboration, I think these are pretty sick, and the whites are definitely going in my daily rotation. Now let's check out the Air Max 98 Gundams. These are being re-released, and these are one of the most hyped sneakers of the year. The colorway and name Gundam comes from the anime Gundam, self-titled, kind of a Transformers ripoff, but don't tell anyone. Actually, I might, I don't know, I think Transformers was after this. But anyway, unfortunately, it never got as big as Transformers, and you would think it's a Transformers ripoff. But, putting aside that, this shoe is one of the nicest shoes I've seen. I have the, uh, they dropped together the Air Max 98 Tour Yellows, and these are definitely like right after that they have a really nice black and red and blue and i just i, I can't even get my words that these are so nice these shoes are 100 percent of my daily rotation these are sick to wear i know just i'll get lots of compliments and i know how comfortable air max 98s are 
Alright, and the last shoe we are looking at right now is the new Nike Epic React Flyknit White Racer Blue Pink Blast. That was a tongue twister. So the Nike Reacts recently just dropped. They're not widespread everywhere yet. I'm not sure, but they will be soon. Anyway, they're kind of Nike's little Pepsi to Adidas Coke Ultra Boost, which have been dominating the market for a long time. So Nike decided to not steal some of their technology, but um, make it better with the Nike Reacts. And I think they're just... I mean, they look nice, but the boost of... I see, I'm even calling it a boost. Whatever their boost is, it's just way too big. It looks like a fucking sailboat. So these are definitely going in foot lacerations. Alright, so really good news in hip-hop right now. Eminem is back in the news, at least on Twitter and Instagram, with all the Eminem accounts I follow. Anyway, so Jeremy Dupata... I really, I know for a fact I'm butchering that name, but I, I have no idea to say it. Posted on Instagram on his story, he was filming something, I'm not sure what it was, because I really wasn't paying attention to the video, but paying attention to the audio in the video. Listen up, and then t we'll talk about what we hear. So that is obviously a snippet, you're hearing music or something. A lot of people, including me, think that could be a snippet of a new Eminem song. See, the connection Jeremy has with Eminem, I'm just going to call him by his first name, is that he is a photographer and has done a lot of work with Eminem, including on the Berserk video, which was one of my favorite music videos of all time. Anyway, so that snippet dropped and Twitter blew up, Reddit blew up, Section 80 blew up about talking about possible new Eminem music. I absolutely loved Revival, but everyone knows it wasn't a huge hit with critics and charts because it actually has became Eminem's lowest selling opening week quiz which is fucking awful because I think it is an incredible album and I absolutely love it. Anyway, Mike Will Made It has been seen with Eminem and Dr. Dre and has pretty much confirmed with uh, subtle Twitter emojis that Eminem is dropping new music soon, hopefully with Dre. Also on the Chloroseptic remix, which we finally heard the missing 2 Chains verse, a new fresher verse, and holy shit, a new Eminem verse where he's back, he's angry, he's talking about the criticism, he's snapping, and he's saying the last words, I'll be back and when I am, I'll be at your fucking throat like Chloroseptic. So, could this be Eminem's return or, again, a revival? Also, another key to look at that possible new Eminem music is coming soon. Eminem dropped the Untouchable Lyric video, which is practically a music video, and it's incredible. It's so cool. And the whole thing is that it's on a phone and the battery's going out. Right at the end, you see that the, the battery's gone out and there's a low battery logo with Revival written in it. So, people are thinking that... A Revival Deluxe Edition could come out titled Revival Recharged, possibly. Anyway, just want to let you know, I love this snippet. It sounds like Eminem saying handjob. So if he's saying some funny shit like that, I'm all for new Eminem music. I'm super excited to hear if this is real. Also, to add fuel to the fire, this was deleted from Jeremy's Instagram story and re-uploaded with no audio. So, let's see what's going to happen. I don't know if new Eminem music is dropping, but I really, really hope so. Alright, so in other hip-hop news, Big Sean has 
canceled or postponed his unfriendly reminder tour to a to-be-decided time. This was a letter sent out to ticket purchasers from Live Nation, and it reads, To all my fans, I've been in a deep creative space and decided I need to stay focused in the studio. So unfortunately, I am postponing my upcoming tour. I learned in life you have to follow your intuition. I hope you do the same. Thank you for your continued love and support. It means the world to me. Trust, we are working on something special for you all. Big Sean. Now, I think it's being postponed. I'm actually kind of happy it's postponed because I love Big Sean. I've seen him before. I saw him at Rebel in Toronto uh, in 2017. And actually, the day he's coming to Toronto, I'm actually in New York to see Eminem at Governor's Ball, which, fuck, oh my god, I can't believe I'm seeing Eminem. Like, I'm freaking out thinking about that just months away, I will hopefully be front row to Eminem. But this is kind of sad, because I really hope he has this tour, like, come back. I really hope he's actually postponing it and not just canceling it. Like, Drake said he was postponing his Summer 16 tour, but he was really ended up canceling it. Because this was like a tour de force. This was going to be something completely new that never has happened in concerts. He was going to have fans pick the set list on Big Sean's website. So each city would have a completely different set list. And it'd be songs that city loves. So, you know, if your city loves No Favors by Eminem. And this other city loves Dance by Big Sean. He would be doing a mix of old songs and new songs because he was going on a, you know, a little reminder tour that he's been in the industry for 10 years and just a thank you to his fans by having, like, what they want to see be performed. I'm stuttering. I don't know why. And I thought that was really cool. But I really hope he comes back and actually ends up doing this tour because I would love to see him. He was also going to have city-specific merch, which I think is probably the coolest part. I love concert merch. My whole closet, my whole outfit, my daily rotation is concert merch, including Big Sean's sweater from when I saw him back. And I really hope that everything is okay with Big Sean and he's just really just working on the album. So I hope that we see his unfriendly reminder tour later in the year. And I really hope that I'll be there. Alright guys, so for the last segment of today's episode of Formal Warning... I want to leave you guys with the top five songs I've been listening to this week. Uh, if you didn't know, I'm a rapper and I'm currently working on my debut mixtape, but my debut single, Formal Warning, is dropping with its music video slash short film shh, sometime in mid-March. But before I let you know that I'll be listening to my own thing, I want to let you know what I've been listening to this week. So the first song that has been on my rotation is 44 More. It's the song from Logic. It's hopefully the first single off the long-rumored mixtape Bobby Tarantino 2, the sequel to Bobby Tarantino. Logic's mixtape he recorded while on the Endless Summer Tour with G-Eazy that dropped between The Incredible True Story, which I fucking loved, and everybody as far as albums go. 44 More is just a straight 44 bars. It's a, just a braggadocious song over a really cool beat. Uh, it's just banging, I'm banging my head to it, I'm driving with the windows open, you know, the snow is calling, almost gone in Toronto, so I'm just looking for music to blast in the car. As far as if it's better than 44 Bars, the original song from Bobby Tarantino, I really think is. I am really excited for Bobby Tarantino 2 to drop, and just to see, hear, and listen to more of Logic just going crazy and just spewing fucking shit everywhere i love that he disses harry styles and katie perry's he's like something like my album sold more than the harry styles katie perry first week if that's not a sign of the times 
something, something, something. But that's sick. I just love when rappers just fuck around with other people. It's hilarious. The next song I've been listening to is an oldie. It's Love You More by Eminem from Encore. Encore is his... It's not a bad album. It's just there's some really high highs and some really low lows. It was recorded when Eminem was really on the drug overdose and just being on drugs doesn't really make for a fantastic album. And this song is really slept on because it's an incredible song. I think it's definitely in the top 20 Eminem songs, but it was a bonus disc off his worst, I'm putting finger quotes in there, album. Plus, it's not even available explicitly on Apple Music. Anyway, I love the song. It's just Eminem fucking talking about more about Kim, and the last verse is just really... Oh, scary, especially the bridge when Eminem changes the chorus to, you know, have the lines like, you can't escape me, whore. Anyway, I just think this is a really fun song. I love hearing more songs about Kim, and I really love this song. I think it's a really good tale, and it explains more about their relationship and why they're together, even though they have so many problems. The next song I was listening to this week, just dropped this week, and it's called King Kong. It's from Forever MC, produced by It's Different. Featuring three rap legends, DMX, who I love, and I really, really don't want to go. <laughs> I really don't want him to go back to jail because that's gonna suck. King Crooked and Royce the Five Nine. Speaking about King Crooked, you can also check out his podcast here on Anchor, Crook's Corner. It's really cool. He told a really cool story about Eminem and Suge Knight, which I absolutely thought was fucking interesting and kind of I got chills. I was kind of scared by it. Anyway, this song is just King Kong because. There's three legendary rappers just spewing on a track along with DMX and a really cool hook. Um, from XXL Mag, I'm reading the article. One of their best bars was, I'm a legendary rapper, clap us tech, quick blasting at your baby bassinet, snap a neck, snatch a necklace. All I see is money, pussy, fame, power. 60-minute flights through the rain showers. Royce the 5-9 raps. Royce the 5-9 always comes hard, but DMX comes hard with, I'm pretty sure it's 16 bars. I love DMX. I love King Crooked. I love Royce the 5-9. And this song fucking bangs all right so the next song i've been really listening to is also with dmx it's really not that old it's a couple years old but it never got the respect it deserved and i think that hopefully this gets you guys to listen to it it's mo wings from dmx featuring joe young and big moses and the hook is so good dmx's verse is so good the other guys's verses are good. the hook i love because it's just classic dmx he's like he's got the roar he's got the the, the ad-libs it's just classic DMX, and I love DMX, and I just love this song. So check it out if you haven't. Mo Wings DMX featuring Big Moses and Joe Young. And the last song that has been on classic rotation is probably on a lot of your playlists. It's the Plain Jane remix from ASAP Ferg featuring Nicki Minaj. I'm not a huge ASAP Ferg fan. I am a Nicki Minaj fan from her older stuff. Her newer stuff has gotten really, really bad. But this has gotten back to her roots. I really love this song. I prefer this over the original because I think Nicki Minaj kills her verse. She's talking about like how like I tell him to get title so he stream me when he leave me. I go hard. Anyway, I'm just got the biggie. The biggie give me the loot. Uh, reference is really good. I love this song. I think ASAP Ferg and Nicki are just going at their absolute best, just bar after bar. And obviously, this is a club song that you will hear everywhere. The hook is good. Everyone can sing along. It's a hype song, and that's why I love it. Anyway, that is what I've been listening to this week. Alright, so that was fun, my first podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope I wasn't boring. 
And I really hope that you guys come back next week or tomorrow or the next day or whenever I drop the second episode of Formal Warning with Ethan Ryan. And I'm going to have some co-hosts. In the future, I'm going to be interviewing some celebrity guests. Yes, I'm not lying about that. And just having more fun with you guys. Anyway, I'm Ethan Ryan, and this has been your Formal Warning.